You're listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. Here's your host, Sandy D. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I'm talking with Denicia Hilton Harper, holistic well-being consultant and doctor of Eastern medicine. Hi, Denicia. Thanks for joining us today. Hey. Can't speak English, me. (laughs) (laughs) I can understand what you're seeing. What are you talking about? Like (laughs) Uh, so let's get started. Could you tell our listeners more about you, your background, and the work that you do? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, I'm so excited for this whole conversation and whatever comes out of it. Um, (laughs) I, you know, coming into where I'm at today, which is that I really help women to realize that serious healing ain't got to be so serious um, in these playful healing spaces for them to embrace, embody, and express their perfect, authentic self. Um. I got to this point through practicing and studying Eastern medicine and really coming to this place of, hmm, you know, you're coming to me for these physical symptoms and conditions. And the pattern that I saw was just this like, and even for myself, like I'm saying that I specialize in menstrual health and fertility health, I'm saying this, um, but then it felt incomplete. And I have since then learned like, oh, that's because I'm saying I specialize in this, but really I specialize in the whole being. Mm-hmm. It was really seeing, you know, that the the physical expression that was coming out in form of pain or digestion, allergies, all of that stuff was really giving us messages. It was offering her insight as to just how much is it that you're actually aligning? How much is it that you're expressing your authentic self, your perfect being? Um, And then just helping her to see where she may not be. And then also what are those strengths that we can tap into now? Um, So that's like a little bit in a nutshell as mm-hmm. to how it is that I got to, you know, creating these playful healing spaces for the women today. Great. Now, can you share your perspective on uh, disempowerment in the health and wellness space? So like, for example, in traditional medicine, patients are often misdiagnosed or they go undiagnosed. Yes. So when we think about <laughs> empowerment, I mean, if you really break down the word in meaning in like the person in within mm-hmm. right and i feel like within a lot of the spaces that are in the, the health and wellness industry is that you're presented with information and you're talked at mm-hmm. um there's not this honoring of this two-way relationship that's there there is the pa- the practitioner and patient relationship and like it got skewed and it's been skewed so much that, you know, like if you think about it historically, for instance, how women came into, or at least an aspect of it, mm-hmm. how women came into even birthing the way that they are inclined to do, which is like on your back and a hospital bed, right? That came from them strapping women down and saying that she was hysterical. Yeah. You know, so like, those types of things, hysterical for birthing as if their pain was not real. And you actually see that today 
Um, and especially amongst women where the pain that may be described is not taken seriously. Um, and then you start to see it even further where there's certain ethnic groups that people believe mm-hmm. tolerate pain differently. And so that affects, right? Like how it is that you might get a diagnosis, when you might get a diagnosis, it affects the type of treatment that you get because some groups might get um, pain management sooner than other groups would get it. Well, yeah, because, sorry to interrupt, but yeah, because that's definitely something that has been more, I guess, kind of on the radar too, as far as when we're looking at systemic racism, Mm -hmm. as far as persons of color more often getting denied the medicine that they need because of these mis, I don't know, misperceptions or I don't know what it is, but. It's yeah. a mix. Of, I mean, it's a mix of things, right? Like, yeah, it, it's and and I will even go as far as it's not just racial; it's gender mm-hmm. as well. So, like, yeah. there is this. Um, so, if we take if we go racially, there is that like there's some belief that there's this thick skin. There's this belief that okay, well, um, they can tolerate pain more, right? And so they, whatever they might say might be exaggerated. Um, but, and then you see it for women where she may be complaining about having some pain and then it's chalked off as like, oh, she's being hormonal or she's too sensitive. Mm -hmm. And so that then would affect, you know, when it is that you might actually get any type of reprieve or even get additional testing that would be helpful. Right. Um, and I mean, you see this and people are, it's not even just the diagnosis, the late diagnosis and the Ill, the mistreatments and all of that. It's even death. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's happening a lot, but, and you're right that right now there's such a light being shown in so many ways that within the healthcare system, how people are being treated due to their own implicit biases, mm-hmm. due to what they may have been taught in school and once out of school had not been taught differently. Um, right. So they just kind of keep going, you know? Um, and I think that just as much as it is for me to maintain my license that I must take like ethics, right? Like ethics yeah. and HIV, AIDS, it's a requirement. That is a required part of my CEUs. And then the rest of them are my choice. Well, I feel like now you, I think it's a requirement. Like I think that yeah. there really needs to be DEI requirements mm-hmm. for all healthcare providers and practitioners um, because it is it you how else is it that you're going to make someone who would have gone to school 40 years ago right, <laughs> you know, exactly. and they're still practicing like and they may not be quote-unquote hip to what's going on um, and so they're still treating people this way but if you made it a requirement then at least that gets us a little bit closer to everyone uh, even playing field you know what I mean as far right. as like you're required to get your license renewed to take this course and so um, or take some course that is a part of that um, and so that they understand and I think that like through grassroots efforts celebrities that have also experienced it as well yeah. um, and them coming out and sharing their stories I think it's also what's helping and then we still need to do that extra thing of, like I said, the 
of the training and making sure that's done. And the other aspect is that we can create, when we say access, like I even think about access to information, yeah. um, you know, like certain, certain people might be privy to certain things more so than others. And um, as far as like what labs might be available or what types of imaging might be available, what other types of modalities are available. Um, and I think like just being careful of how it is that some would shun someone for trying something because mm-hmm. obviously they're trying to feel better. And so you going and shunning them at, for choosing that to try to help them, whether or not it worked, it's it's still that shunning that what happens is people then either don't even believe like something would work. So there's right. that. And then two, what could also happen, and this is I've had experience with this, is that they're going to still go and employ those other disciplines. However, they won't tell you. And so now you have a, you now you have a person who feels like they're torn in the middle where, well, I can't, I can't tell them that I'm, I'm taking these herbs or I can't tell them I'm doing acupuncture because I mentioned it like one time and they looked at me funny and they said, oh, that's not working. And it's like, oh, that's not working yet. This is the first period that I've had where I didn't, I wasn't debilitated or gone to the emergency room, but it's not working. Right. Like, so I think like just being very careful of languaging, like in that in and of itself is disempowering to a patient because that patient believes that something is helping them. They sought other ways to help them. And I think like, it's just sitting there and saying, you know what? If that is what's helping you, that is awesome. So let's see how it is that we can complement how is it that, and it's for them. It's not for us. It's for them. And I I think that's a huge difference is between disempowering and empowering. If you can step outside of your own ego as as a practitioner of like taking credit for (laughs) someone's journey, right? Like I don't take credit for it. I just feel like I'm holding the space and whatever I may be able to offer, I offer right? As insight, as knowledge. And, and if they go and they find something else that also helps, it's like sweet, but, and I, but I create that, that, that safety and yeah. that comfort to tell me, you know what I mean? Like they'll tell me about it. And I'm like, Oh, sweet. Okay. I haven't heard of that, but let, tell me more. And then let me see how I could like work with it. Or is there something else then for me learning that, that you might want to take into consideration. And especially if I'm suggesting herbs or some supplements to go along with it. Um, just because you don't want them to experience interactions, you don't want it. And, but they have to feel comfortable and a way to help anyone to feel comfortable is listening to them, helping them feel empowered, empowered in the sense that they, this is their healing journey and they are the driver. You're simply the gasoline, like (laughs) it's going to help it run. Like (laughs) that's what it is that, and they might put some additives in there. They're going to get the oil change. Like, yeah, yeah, but they're the driver in their own journey, you know? So like, I feel like if, if, everyone can kind of come in it from that space, then that's how we can all be. Cause in some way, shape or form, all of us are a patient of something. Yeah. And, 
or a client of something. And so like, it's just for all of us, including us, right? Like of being in that space where somebody's listening and I feel like, huh, okay, I still am in charge here. And they're the ones giving me some guidance. They're offering some ways that I could really think about my scenario, my situation differently, where I could still get to where it is that I'd like to feel or how I would like to feel or what I'd like to experience in my life. Yeah. You know, I wanted to share, I shared previously, previously with you, some of the things I've experienced with, um, traditional medicine and doctors not listening, but I wanted to also share today with you. Um, I did have the fortune of having a doctor who actually was, um, thinking outside of the box, I guess you would say. Um, so my situation is that both of my children are IVF babies. Okay. First go around, it worked the first time, <laughs> but then for child number two, it took like, oh, I think like seven times or some crazy number like that. And I was at the point where I was ready to just give up. And I went to the doctor to say, look, this is it done. She looked at me and she said, where are you from? And I took her very literally and I said, I'm originally from New York. <laughs> like, what do you mean? Where am I from? This is in D.C., right? Yeah. And she looks at me and she's like, no, like your ancestors, where are they from? <laughs> so I explained, you know, all the different countries or whatever. Oh, so you have some Northern European in you. Okay, yeah, right. And so she said, there's a test I want you to take. And it was for celiac disease, right? Mm-hmm. And she had me tested. She said, yeah, there's some antibodies. So what I'd like you to do is go gluten-free for a couple months, if you want, and then come back and try. So I did it. I was very religious about, you know, gluten-free, gluten-free. And this is back in 2000, gosh, when was this? 2003. That's, this is like back when it was hard to get stuff in the grocery store that was gluten-free. It wasn't easy back then. Now it's easier. Yeah. Did it. And guess what? Bingo. It worked. I don't know if that's what helped, but, <laughs> but, and she told me, she said that in the future, and I don't know if they're doing this anymore because I'm done with having kids, but she said in the future, she wanted it to be that that would become part of standard infertility workup and protocol would be to test for celiac mm-hmm. disease. Now, that was pretty avant-garde for back then, I would have to say, because yeah. doctors weren't doing that back then. So, oh yeah, but, that yeah. was that's but, awesome. But and that goes to show just like what can be a factor, you know, right. like for sure. And like celiacs, I mean, is an inflammatory condition. And so when your body's already like trying to trying to deflame, and it's like a almost in a way like attacking, like it's that's not breeding ground to host someone else to grow, like right, right? exactly. So, like I, that's really cool for her to like go and think about it, like from that perspective. And yeah. it's things, it's things like that, that I feel like is what we need. We mm-hmm. need more of it. I'm, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. We need more of it, right? Um, and for yeah. more to experience it. Um, <clears throat> and I just feel like the model has to change. And I, and that's where. I think that's where it is that you can, you get those scales that are off of of even um, 
access, right? Like because some certain modalities and, and you're actually seeing this happening with a lot of MDs, they're dropping insurance yeah, because they're realizing how limiting it is to what it is that they could really offer due mm-hmm. to time, like time alone, right? Like, yeah, I'm supposed to see six patients within 10 minutes, like, you know, and, yeah. and they wonder why people can't, there's no space, time space for them to actually listen. Right. And so like, but, and then what happens with that is where the cost and then that's how I feel like it kind of becomes like out of reach and all of that. And then now you have people, they're going to go and they're doing their own research and all of that. And so that's why I, I, I'm kind of I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. Go do your own research, try this stuff out. And then, and then at the same time, like for all providers to understand that when people are doing that, they're doing that because they feel like something's missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that is what's, you need to pay attention to because clearly you and other people ain't doing it for them right? <laughs> that they yeah. have to go and they feel like they need to go and do this. So like, there's no, sh- I feel like there's no need to shun and then, and all of that to what it is that they're doing for their own like survival and for their own reprieve. Um, and I feel like the energy behind coming in to a conversation is completely different. When mm-hmm. you come in and say like, oh, you know, that stuff doesn't work versus tell me, why did you think that that would work? Right. And then now you start, you, you see the whole tone is completely different. Yeah. Um, because, adversarial. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so much more like they then they'll feel like, okay, I can tell them this because it's kind of like, let you know that you might have them on some medications and they're going to go and do something else that they don't feel like they feel like it's going to work. And it could be like create some reactions that they're not aware of. However, if we can create the space for people to be like, to be feel safe to talk to us about it. And so then we can really then be on the lookout for them as they are. Basically that's what they're doing. They're on the lookout for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, yeah, that's where I get to that how can I create access and knowing about this stuff and yeah, and what ways I have my own time limits and, you know, one-to-one work and, and I don't um, do as much one-to-one work and anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I feel like the, the help that I can provide from using it, I can do that in other ways. And, you know, and so that's something that I ask myself, like, what, how can I do this? Where, and, and that's how it kind of led me in this, and the way that I've done it, like that I, I do it now, right? you know, and I might talk with other people and offer some guidance there. Yeah. Um, and I just feel like that's one way to <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I mean, I know it has to make a difference because my intention is there. So I just trust that it's making a difference in a way that would be helpful. Um, but it's, it's a great conversation to have when it's, when you're in a position of being in the health and wellness industry and really taking a a note of what it is that you're doing and, you know, being very careful about bashing other ways and that people are using because there is no one size fit all. This is someone's own journey. And we, to honor that, like help them see what are the tools that they can use for themselves. And it may or may not be you, 
or your product or your service. And then that's okay. Right. Like it's totally okay. Cause they will thank you. Maybe, maybe not <laughs> for <laughs> leading them and letting them know about something else that was very helpful for them. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's talk more about how you're supporting women's holistic healing journeys. Ignite the fire within. Sandy D's fire audio affirmations will make you feel fearless and inspired. You will radiate with positive energy, be empowered, and gain clarity. Spark your motivation with these powerful audio affirmations. Bring joy to your heart and soul. Fire affirmations included in the Find Your Inner Zen digital bundle. Available at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. Ignite the fire within. Could you share more about how your programs support women through their holistic healing journey? And also, when we last spoke, you said something that really resonated with me. It was something along the lines of, your journey alone, but not lonely. Yes. <laughs> so everything is like everything in this spaces and these healing spaces. And um, when I refer to them as healing spaces, it could be in a different in many forms. Mm-hmm. So one of them to me is even having this conversation with you right now. Right. We're in a healing space because there's perspectives and and so many things that are changing that can change what anybody is going to do for themselves. Right. Right. So that's an example. Um, And then as far as what I'm directly offering, you know, like on the perfect playground, that's the online community space Mm -hmm. um, where I present these activities or present these, these things for them to be able to go inward. Like it's kind of like playing outwardly to change inwardly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for them to see that you can actually be doing these things every day. There's, there's all these sorts of things that offer help and support in your holistic healing. And when I actually use holistic healing, I'm talking about the physical, I'm talking about the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, the environmental. I'm talking about all of those because you are actually all of those together. The spirit, especially, is all together. So I ask myself, what can I offer her in form of play and activity mm-hmm. that would help her to gain some insight and some guidance into her own journey? Like, and, and, to me, the journey is for everyone. The journey is actually to the authentic self expressing mm-hmm. and, and for you to be in that. Right. Like, and we have those inklings throughout our lives. It's those moments where everything just feels so at peace. Like it's those moments where it's just, oh, I feel like I'm at home. Right. Right. Like the, those are little, little nuggets and slivers of you being your perfect authentic self. Um, and so like on the playground, that's where I do that. It, and it houses other things. So like it might be in the form of the Academy where the Academy is more like group consulting. So that's the way that I was saying, like I, 
I don't do as much one-to-one, but mm-hmm. I can do group because then now we can bring everyone together and I can yeah. just kind of jam. Um, <laughs> and and so with that, like in the group setting in the academy, it's going a little bit more deeper. You're getting more personal touch with me um, to help facilitate that insight and that guidance. How do I interpret these symptoms and that I'm having and, and what other tools are there that I could possibly be using? Um, the day retreats is another way. Yeah. And that's unslumber parties is what I call them. Yeah, tell me what's an unslumber party. I want to hear more about that. <laughs> that was my next question. So that's a good segue. <laughs> okay. The unslumber parties, like they're actually, re- it's for you to retreat okay. to awaken. Okay, got it. Okay. So yeah, so it's, it's an extended time period where we're together. I'm guiding you through these different activities there and each unslumber party is themed. So like, if I'm hosting it, I'm going to obviously come up with a theme, but if there's another like organization or company or something that wants me to do it, then they're letting me know what their group might need. And I kind of like free reign, put together something, right? right? Like, so, <laughs> uh, But the idea for either scenario is the same. It's how is it that I can invite the individual to bring out their authentic self and within a group that authentic self is like held, is seen, is celebrated, right? Like yeah. I feel like that's what we're seeing right now with all of the, um, all of the heightened attention and awareness on gender disparities, mm-hmm. racial disparities, like yeah. all of it is really what people are desiring is to be seen for their authentic self, to be in spaces that they can be who they'd like to be right. authentically. And so I do that in every single one of the spaces. Cause I feel like that is your journey. That is the journey that we're all on. And so how can I connect you though, with others that are, that believe that they're on that journey and it's your journey alone and you're not lonely right. in the process, right? You're still amongst, you're still connected in a community and we just hold a space for you. We believe in you feeling safe and grounded and no judgment zone, like, and to just uncovering more about yourself. And then what, what can you do to help bring that in more frequently? So it's not just these glimpses of that piece, but that you actually are being in that piece and confidently being you authentically and it, the physical symptoms and conditions, the mental, emotional stuff, those just happen to really more subside um, because that's a side effect of you yeah. aligning more into who you are. Yeah, let's talk more about that. I didn't put this in the, the questions, but Let's go on a side kind of tangent. Let's talk a little bit more about what you just said about the alignment where there's the the effect of the mental and the physical and, you know, how that all intertwines. Let's talk a little more about that. Yes, of course. So I'll, I'll start with like an example. Yeah. Of, <clears throat> because we, especially due to the, like with the pandemic, right? Like there yeah. was a lot that has happened for a lot of people when things were shut down. Yeah. Right? You had quarantine, right? And people are dealing with a lot of death that's happening, illness that's happening and, and, and whatnot. So we started seeing a lot more of mental health campaigns rising. Yeah. Um, a lot more people discussing mental health, right? So 
one case, when, one thing that you could think of is if there is depression, mm-hmm. think about like the, think about just the word depression. Something is being pressed down. Mm-hmm. Something is being withheld. Something is stagnating, right? And then when you talk to those that might actually, because I actually do believe that we might be overdiagnosing depression. Mm, that's a good, interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Because because I, I think that it's more of, it might be a, um, a circumstance. Mm-hmm. And it might actually be, that repressing of their inner desires. So say for instance, a college student might say that they're depressed. Depending on the environment that they're in, right? And depending on who they talk to and all of that, um, you might hear something and think that that's why they're depressed. But then if you might dig a little bit deeper, you might learn that maybe they're majoring in something that is more from a family pushing them, but they actually are not, it's not for them. That is so true. So in my nine to five, which I've shared with you, I think working with um, a lot of students, (laughs) um, I work with international students. um, This is so true because there are parental expectations that like, you will study this and then yeah. they get to college and they realize that's not what they want to do. And they're so unhappy. And yeah. so then it translates into what you might think is depression, but then they realize, no, instead of like economics, I want to be a theater major or something totally different. Right. But yeah. So I'm sorry to go off topic, but I totally understand what you're saying. Not yeah. It's, it's not a topic to me. Yeah. It's not. A topic, but that, <laughs> But so yeah, hearing it and then for you, you're seeing that with the students, right? Yeah. And so then you can see almost, not even almost, but you can see like their light yeah. diminished, the light in their eyes, the, the, the spirit that's even around them is diminished. It's depressed yeah. because they're, they're stuck and they're, they, they know, they desire, they know what it is, right? They have the feeling However, wherever they're at is keeping them, it's whatever's outside of them is having them feel like they are stuck and they have to keep stay in that spot. So that's where I come from when I, I feel like when people say that they are depressed, I'd, I'd like to ask them and invite them to really see, because if you hold the space for them, they, I, they do know. It's just that they are not, they may not be in an environment that supports them moving and expressing in that way. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's where I feel like it's vital to have those environments and the, the support system that does support you from that, from those angles. Right. They could know that, oh, I, I do want to be a theater major, but I don't even know how. Right. So they even feel stuck in that way. Right. But then just to be able to be, feel safe to talk with someone about this is actually what I really want to do. Like it, it's a lot and I get it. It's a, it's a lot to say that you are going to do this. For many, they grow up with the, what are you going to do when you grow up? Right. As if it's a finite decision that you're making, you know? Um, 
And then, so to be able to come to terms with, wow, I really don't like this. You start thinking about, oh my gosh, like who invested in me to even get here? Like, and then you, then they start, you start moving into like, well, I owe it to them to da, 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 da. And, and, and so it is very complex. I get it. Yeah. I, I, I totally get that. It's a very complex position to be in. And then at the same time, it's asking yourself, like, how much more would you like to pay for that? Because eventually, like, you, 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 it's not that you would be, you know, like I was saying, it's not that you'd be lonely. Right. It just means that in those groups, they may not understand. However, there's always going to be another group that does understand and will support. Right. And so to even just be able to open yourself up a little bit. Um, to surround yourself with those that that can see those possibilities and can see that potential in you um, and uh, just create that space and allow you to come to when you're ready, you know, then you can blossom in. So that's like an example, very deep and complex, but, and that's what happens though. It's not even like we're creating it it's what happens right. and you see that. And I feel like when people get into those moments of depression or they start to think that they are depressed, that's when I actually would say, oh, great, go internal right, and start listening to that little bitty voice that's like knocking like, <laughs> yep. And you're, you're you're looking at that people like who is that like right? <laughs> yep. but on the other side of that knock is your authentic being and it's it's simply inviting you to answer the door to answer the door I was just gonna say it's like right before you're saying that, I'm envisioning a door I'm like and there you went <laughs> you gave me the visual I'm like wait a second <laughs> yeah literally it's like open opening the door to your true authentic self right Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's there. It it's there. I I yeah, I I I don't really like when people say, oh, discover like whatever. Yeah. Or, I'm kind of like, no, it's always there. It's there. Yeah. It's always it's always there. It, it's just that we might not be in the environment for it. We're 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 learning through these other people who are our mirrors and we and we might start squashing that. And we might stop listening, but it's always there. Mm-hmm. And so when we go through those moments um, where we do have the physical experiences, the mental and emotional ones that we may be uncomfortable in and, and upset about, like all of that, when you can just kind of be in it and then asking like, what is the meaning with this? Right. And sometimes it's difficult to see like for yourself which is why I love doing the spaces that I do um, because then I can, that's how I'm able to help you see it. Mm-hmm. Like to help you at least open yourself up to discovering what that meaning is um, because you'll find that that meaning there can mean something else. Like that, that student that we just talked about, right? right. Like you went in economics, parents want you to do that. You want to do theater by you coming and, and just having that courage and that confidence to go and change it. Right. Imagine what could happen for other family members who quite possibly experience something very similar. And then now they feel like they're free. Right. Right. They feel like I can really do what it is I'd like to do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just saw you did it. Right. Like, or, 
there could have even been just this this history of like believing that the this is the way that things are and you're showing that it's not like there's other ways that it could happen or for some that might feel like you know well this is just this is this is what we do and, and this is what you're going to do and it's like well but i'm not exactly like you like i i feel like that's how you can really change the trajectory you know, can for yourself. And then if you choose to have biological family, you're actually changing right. that in your own lineage. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's beginning with you and it's also expanded beyond you. And that is, that is like the beauty of really moving and doing things from your authentic space because you really actually are making a difference in the world and in your family by you simply being and who you are. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When we come back, I want to talk more about what you do to relax and rejuvenate. Are you ready to playfully align your mind body and spirit uncover the potential in learning about yourself join the perfect playground so you can live with clarity compassion and consciousness to learn more visit deniciahilton.com so, Denicia, what is it that you do to relax and rejuvenate? Uh, a lot of stuff. It depends on what's happening. Yeah. In life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here you go. <laughs> uh, you know, like we were talking about the moon, right? Yeah. And, and there are things like you can kind of pay attention to and learn. So like even for myself, right, based on the moon um, and even where I might be like menstrual cycle and all of that too, right? Like that certain things that I might find relaxing changes. Yeah. Um, and so what I do is I actually try to be present in, in that, what would I find like really rejuvenating right now? Is it dancing? Mm-hmm. Is it going out by the, in the park and there's like one lake, one particular lake and one particular spot that I like to, (laughs) is it there or is it at the park where that's on the coastline? And then it's, it's, is it that one or is it the coffee shop? Actually, is it my car? Like sometimes just driving in my car, like I could say, mom doesn't like this. She'll be like, stop sitting in your car. But I actually, I I have this thing like, and, and if I'm in my car for too long, that's when I actually know then that, okay, I'm a little bit more stressed out than I might think I am. Oh, yeah. Because I'll be, I just want to sit in my car. And it's almost like, and and you'd be like, wait, what? That's not expansive. That's like smaller. But right. I think that's the thing is that my, my energy and my stress might be so expanded mm-hmm. that I need the container of a smaller car space wow. to chill, you know? Um, so even that. And then one of the other ones I've discovered too, like locally, there's a spa that does day passes and I'm all for that. Like literally just water can be very calming and soothing and I'll go do aqua blast, like almost like an aqua zumba kind of thing. Mm-hmm. 
go over to the hot tub, then go to the sauna, then go stretch and then go to the pool. Like all like in those one day. Yeah. And I could just be so chilled and just like zone out. Like, and then it's, you walk down into it. So it's kind of like you're downstairs too, but then oh, nice. you come. It, yeah. So it's kind of like, I'm going away to this little like cocoon and like, <laughs> cavern and there's no signal down there. Like, Oh, that's good. Yeah. You're totally <laughs> unplugged. <laughs> yeah. And so, but I mean, like, as I discuss, like all those different things that I do, one of the things that I want to point out to others is some of them are more long term, like longer in time. Right. And then others are just quick. Like it, it's, however, it's still relaxing and rejuvenating. And when I have more space for something that is in the linear time, I might need a little bit more time then I do it. I mean, I'll meditate and there's different forms of meditation that I'll do yeah. as well. When I can't shut the mind off, like if I have difficulty doing it, then I'll use something more um, like the Syncuition app. And so that one's more binaural um, and an ASMR. And I could just kind of like sit there and just literally immerse myself in the sounds. That I haven't heard just, of this one. Syncuition? Syncuition. Oh like S Y N C? Uh huh. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Wow. It's Syncuition Mind Spa in oh, meditation. It really cool. is like a mind spa. Oh my gosh. Really? You have to wear your headphones because it's binaural, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and they have them in different levels too. So because and then you are forced to go by each one. Um and and for those who may not be aware of binaural beats and, and whatnot, like the intensity, because of the way that the sounds are moving in either one of your ears. And the connections now that are being made between the two hemispheres of your brain that may have not been performing as well. Now with these beats, you're asking them to start performing better. <laughs> and so like they introduce it in a way so that it's, it's more gentler. Yeah. Um, and then it just, it builds up and each one has a theme to it. Um, they're all 25 minutes or less. Oh, that's and good. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes I do it when I first wake up. Sometimes it's me laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep. Um, sometimes I just put them in as I'm going to sleep. Um, so it just really depends on how I feel um, whenever I might use that one. And I mean, it's, yeah, I love like immersing in the sounds. I mean, the way that the sounds are so rich, it's so beautiful of and you you kind of open up your eyes you're like dang i'm sitting here on my couch <laughs> you know i'm gonna have to try that app out <laughs> that's really <Yeah>. cool <laughs> do it you have to tell me what you i'll think, let you know it. yeah i'll tell you because <laughs> as i've tried like the insight timer app which i mean it's okay but it just doesn't quite do it for me in fact even this mm -hmm. afternoon i like tried it for like i said Really can't sit still that long to do this. So I tried for like two minutes and it was all right, but it was like, eh, I don't know. I'm going to try yours out. I think you're going to like it. Oh. They have a, um, I think there's a certain number of them that you can try like in the beginning mm -hmm. before like a trial or something. To yeah. Subscribe to unlock the other ones. Okay. Um, but I will say like that one to me was like one of the best. 
investments. Yeah. Like for someone that is like, I can do, like I said, it just depends on where I'm at. And I just kind of honor where I'm at. Like mm-hmm. if I'm, if I can sit silently, I will sit silently. Um, and then for other times when I would like to have some sound and I can still just focus and listen and immerse and I could feel the music and I can feel those sounds in, in the body and just still relax in that way. Um, I know that that's a tool that I have and I think that it, 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 to me, like I've tried Headspace, I've tried the other ones and I'm like, yeah, but I love seeing tuition and, um, yeah, I think that I can, I really feel like I can appreciate the, the physical, um, changes that can happen from, you know, just a little juice, mm-hmm. almost like a little steroid in a way, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the brain, um, to increase that communication between the two hemispheres. And, um, I think that's, that can be very important, especially when it's like decision-making and things just don't seem like they're, they're right, quite right. Or if you are hyper analytical or are you hyper creative, like in what ways is it that you can kind of invite those sides of your brain to come together in its totality? You, what you're doing is just bridging it oh, by wow. using that. I know another yeah. person I need you to talk to too. <laughs> Every time we talk, I'm like, you need to know this person and this person. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I've got Tony, who's my astrologer friend. I want you to know. And then there's also Paulette, um, who is into um, like tapping into your inner maker. So it's like mm-hmm. unlocking your inner maker, like maker mindset and everything. So yeah, I'll have to connect you to them. <laughs> so, Thank you. So many talented people you. out there. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, they would and love you. Like, oh, how cool is it that we're all helping these I know. Helping people like in these different ways? It's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so last but not least, I want to ask you who or what, or you could say who and what, whatever, um, inspires you. <laughs> <sighs> So, kind of have several. Like, I feel like it's people that might trust me to guide them along. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm really inspired by them. Um, and, and I get to, like, I, I so appreciate, like, being able to witness that evolution. Um because I might hold the space and provide the guidance, but you have to walk it. Like it's your journey. Yeah. And so to, to see that is really inspiring um, to see what they learn, how they can start to do things more and more on their own is really cool too. Um, then I would say like, there has been one of my, we've become friends since then. And I can call him my big brother when I was in grad school who um, saw some abilities within me that I didn't even know were really there. Um, And then when I actually went to him um, to talk to him one day and like his response to me was, I've been waiting for you. And I'm like, what? And so like, you know, um, (laughs) so like that was really cool because he really did open me up to like, no, these, these are some things that you have and you don't really know it. And there are some teachers that I talk to now that actually saw some things that I didn't see. Wow. I didn't quite understand. However, they were putting 
things in front of me, like books, like my assignments would be different. Oh, <laughs> wow. That is so cool. And wow. yeah, and I just didn't get it. Um, but I like, I'm inspired by them being able to see potential in me, mm-hmm. which allows me to also see potential in others because they gave me some tools to help me be able to foster that and like really hone in on the gifts that's there naturally and to be able to like heighten it and to expand in it. And and then like that is all like that's all been seeds that have been planted yeah. in me so that I can like transform it to creating the spaces and doing what I do now. And so it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of that, like a lot of those people that wow. do mean. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. And you know, I don't know how much they realize how much of an impact, like whether it's, you know, teachers, professors, whatever, those in the teaching space, if they realize what an impact they actually can make I, I guess they know but like how deep an impact they can make because yeah I I think that's like some do and I only say this because I'm like yeah I'm, I'm friends um on Facebook like with some of my old teachers like I some of them still come to my stuff like, oh, cool. you know, <laughs> from, like elementary school wow. and middle school Aww. um and so I have been blessed to be able to have those types of relationships with them and there's others that I've met like along the way that um that are teachers and like I know that they appreciate when they hear from students later because they go through a lot you know a lot of just planning and you know parents not being as involved and thinking it's all on them and and then like um you know students not really putting in any effort because they may not even believe in themselves because right. someone else might have told them something otherwise right so it's like there's a lot that i feel like they do despite like a lot of the other stuff that they're not getting support in and uh, for a lot of them here, like it, especially in my area and especially financial support, yeah. right. For what it is that they do and who they end up training for, to be able to fill these positions in these other, in greater places, you know, like, and it's, 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 it's that like when I hear those stories from them that students would come back and say something or to them or whatever, like you can see that it's like, it, it, what they do meet it they did something yeah when the majority of their time is the crap that they have right, to do exactly with, like, from administrators from voting from governments from parents like you know um and I, I mean like yeah they have such power um to instill in each of us and I feel like the if we could find ways to really take care of them the more that they can even believe in their students and believe in the capabilities of their students and like they can offer that love more, you know? Yeah. Well, my, my heart just goes out to all the teachers this past year who have had to make such a radical shift from in-person teaching to, you know, often it's like, well, in our school district, it's like remote and in-person. So they were doing like, you know, some students elected to go in person. So it was like every other day they were going in person. Some students elected to do only virtual. So then they don't have the contact face to face. Like, I don't know. My heart just goes out to the teachers for being able to just like do all of that. Cause, and then on top of that, many of them 
also had, for example, let's say they had elementary school children of their own trying to juggle all that. Like, it's, oh, yeah. they need to get some kind of like I don't know special award or something, <laughs> right. something like an extra financial, like major extra stimulus check. Just- <laughs> <laughs> yes i agree and like in our area they're cutting wow like people literally were fired via email (gasps) oh my gosh wow yeah so it's like wait 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on like what do you mean what do you mean what do you mean mean? like it's so like it's yeah like i i totally you know bless them like offer so many blessings for what it is that they're doing and like yeah, how it is that they've had to totally change up and and try to figure things out, yeah. and it's already difficult to rein in, you know, children physical, but then to also like now you're online. Right. And- <laughs> My son is in high school. He's told me some stories. I'm like, oh man. I'm like, I really feel for your teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I can't see your face like boy <laughs> little things are just sitting there like <laughs> and then to you know like know that like even on a regular some of them are coming out of pocket just for supplies and yeah. so I'm like imagine now you're virtual and then you have in that in and of itself highlighted like where there was access there wasn't access to technology right for some of these students to food well, for yeah. some of these students well you know now that we talk about that is that's one thing i got to say our district was really really good about and i'm sure they got federal support or something but they really have to say they did a remarkable job in making sure that students, even when things went full remote, that they had access to food. Like they, and they made it available to everybody, no matter what your economic situation. So it wasn't even, it it just, no stigma attached to going out and getting food Mm -hmm. and like students who, you know, really needed it versus students who, you know, their family maybe didn't need as much, but they saw that everybody had access to it. And so there was not like that stigma attached to going to, you know, go get the free food. And that I really appreciated seeing that. I really did. Because as a child growing up, I had a single parent mom. And as a child growing up, like I, you know, there was a time period when I had the free lunch. There was a time when we had the reduced lunch. And so that was honestly the first thing that kind of jumped to my mind when things went remote was how are the kids who like their families are struggling to put food on the table. What's happening to them? And immediately they stepped into action and they like provided, like you would go, they could go up and get like a week's supply of food, for example. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so anyway, sorry to go way off topic, but. It is what happens yeah. on all things. Exactly. Related. That's right. We just chill here. <laughs> oh, anyway. It's been beautiful. Yeah. Been very beautiful. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for taking time out today to talk with me. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Like, um, because we had, you know, the pre-interview and I just, I love talking to you. So, <laughs> and I just want to say, like, thank you so much for all that you are doing in the holistic well-being space. Um, is important work, and you know, I just, 
I just want to say, you know, keep up the excellent work. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate you, so, Sandy, so much. Thanks. So you can find more information on Facebook and Instagram at Denicia Hilton. And for our listeners, Denicia is offering a free one-month trial to the Perfect Playground community. I'll put more information in the show notes along with her contact information. I want to thank everyone for listening. We appreciate your support. Ciao. You have been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Inspiring women to relax, rejuvenate, and find their inner zen. We invite you to leave a comment and review our podcast. Check out our blog at allthingsrelax.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at allthingsrelax. Until next time.